Welcome to Call Sports. You have entered the zone called sports on another level. And now, here's your host, Cole Johnson. Call Sports! I am that man, your man, the illustrious tour guide, Cole Johnson. And on this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the Final Four up in the Twin Cities. Shaq saying there's a new Superman? A shooter that is one of the all-time greats doing it blind? We're, of course, going to award the total of the week. We're going to put a special figure that is beloved by a whole league in upon further review. But I think we should get right to it, shall we? Let's get to the headlines. Dateline Minneapolis. So the Final Four doesn't involve North Carolina. It does not involve Zion Williamson. I'm sorry, the Duke Blue Devils. It involves Virginia, Michigan State, Auburn, and Texas Tech. Now, we came within a foul in the last second of the Virginia-Auburn game for the national championship to be Auburn and Texas Tech. But Cal Guy sank three free throws to lead Virginia to a 63-62 victory over Auburn with a possible missed double dribble call beforehand. But show of hands, who thought Texas Tech was going to be in the national championship game? Another show of hands. Who would have thought that Auburn would have erased a double-digit deficit to come within literally one second of joining them? Well, congratulations to the Red Raiders and the Cavaliers. They have made it this far. And... We might be seeing a football game instead of a basketball one in terms of how both schools play. It's not the exciting, it's not the exciting game that CBS wanted, but hey, you at least have that, right? We enjoy it. And to the young gentlemen who are playing, congratulations on making it this far. Dateline Washington DC. An epic showdown. Not necessarily between two teams, but basically one player and one city. Bryce Harper reflects on not being with the Nationals any longer as he now is with the Phillies. Of course, he signed a big time deal, 13 years, $330 million. Before he set foot in Nationals Park as a visitor for the first time in his career, he delivered this statement on Instagram. Quote, if you would have told me five years ago I would be walking the Nationals Park as an opposing player, I would have told you that you were crazy. Five years later, I am doing just that. My first base hit, my first home run, and of course, my first standing ovation. Nationals, Nationals fans delivered that first ovation. Close quote. And if they're fans of any salt, they'll deliver their first ovation when you strike out to play too. That's just how it is. Now, as for your statement of if someone would have told you back in 2014 that you'd be wearing another uniform, come on, dude. You already know the landscape of Major League Baseball. If you are a player of any talent, you're going to seek the big time contract with a with a large market team. And let's be quite honest. Washington, D.C. is a large market. Yes, the Nationals are not a large market team, so to speak, because really Baltimore owns D.C. if you're going to be completely forthright. Everybody pretty much know you are either going to be a Yankee, a Cub, a Dodger, or, well, where you are now, a Philly. A big-time team was going to slide a big-time contract in your face 
And that happened. The Phillies were one. The Giants were another. And then on top of it, the Nationals, they slid you a $300 million contract, but they were going to delay paying you for about 15 years. They were going to give you more of the Bobby Bonilla type of contract where instead of getting $300 million in 10 years, you would get it in, oh, say, what, 25, maybe 30? You know what you were worth. You knew what you were worth even then. So this shouldn't surprise you, Bryce. I get that you're trying to appease to the Nationals crowd. No, that falls on deaf ears to me, my friend. Dateline Detroit. So the man might end the bench for the Detroit Red Wings, Jeff Blaschel. He will be back there. He signs a two-year extension, considering that there is progression in the team at the end of their Joe Lewis run, getting to their rock bottom. Now, this normally is not the sign of what you would see a team do if they are missing the playoffs in consecutive years. So this is the third year that the ring, the wings will not make it to the Stanley Cup playoffs, but the organization sees improvement. They see effort. They see grinding. They see determination in the team. So they're going to do something that you rarely ever see teams do because back in the day, you would see this. The greatest example. Eh, Funny, same city, Detroit. The Pistons with Chuck Daly. We didn't know who he was. We just, we just saw this sharp-dressed guy who was at the bench for the Pistons and had a losing record with, I think, then the Cavaliers before he became a Pistons head coach. Well, we don't know that about him. What we do know about him is that he led the Pistons to three straight finals trips and two straight championships. But it took building with that team to get there. First with Isaiah, then with Lane Beer, then with Sally, then with Rotman, and with other pieces surrounding them. And of course, then with Dumars. So you're talking about a franchise that's trying to build, and they don't have the win-now mentality, which is quite honestly a welcome change to the landscape of win-now or get-out. Well, I hope that the decision rewards them well. Will it give them a Stanley Cup? Because, well, that city is known as Hockey Town. Well, we'll see in the future. But for now, be hopeful in that future and continue to strive toward it. Good move, Red Wings. Dateline Memphis. The Alliance of American Football is no more. The league started, started, mind you, the Saturday after the Super Bowl. Now, you knew that the Super Bowl was the the first Sunday in February, right? The second Saturday in February is when this league began in earnest and did well in in, in TV. We we saw viewership strong in large part because, well, you do have that malaise of football fans wanting to see football, hating to see it come to an end, but getting their fix still. Unfortunately, the momentum of the first week fizzled fast. And the thought of the NFL coming on board and actually creating this developmental league with this upstart company would be the ticket for the AAF to be successful. Well, the Shield decided not to sign on with the team, with the league. The NFL Players Association decided not to push for this to happen. And if either one of those entities decided to say, you know what? We see viability in this product. I think we should, we should sink our money into it and make an investment in it and then build our, our teams through this league along with college. And of course, this would be for those scout team, uh, uh, scout team players or the free agents, the ones that have some talent, but 
may need a little bit more brushing off. Like one Trent Richardson, who just could not quite get it together in the NFL. But this would be one of those places where he could shine his talent, polish it off, hone it, learn a little more and go on to the next level. Because, well, in professional sports, you don't really get taught as much as you get fine tuned things. So you would get a professional league, but you also would get a minor league approach where you get to learn how to do the techniques that we see professional football players do blindfolded missed opportunity. And when I saw that the NFL decided to say, "Mm, we're going to take a pass on that. I knew the league, unfortunately was going to be doomed to fail. XFL, Vince McMahon. I hope you're watching because you see how the AAF didn't even make it through their first season. Well, I know you're stubborn. You're going to try to make it through with XFL 2.0 more than one season. You might not make it through one season for a second time in this iteration of this league that you have in your mind. Look how the AFF did it. I mean, look how the AAF did it. See that they had all their ducks in a row except for the NFL's backing. And without the NFL's backing, professional football in the United States is going to fall flat, period. They rule the business, cop to that, and do whatever you can to be a developmental league for them. Otherwise, forget it. Dateline Milwaukee. The big Aristotle, Shaq Diesel, Shaquille O'Neal, has high praise for a few players. One of them happens to be the four slash center slash maybe small forward at times of the Bucks, Giannis Attentacopo. On the big podcast, he had this to say about Giannis in terms of comparing himself to the Greek freak. Quote. He's better because he has more opportunity to showcase more. I was a post player and the only thing I was allowed to showcase was my domination. He's running the floor. I did that early, but I stopped doing that because I stopped getting the ball when I ran the floor. So I turned into a half court dominant player. But yeah, he's better. And that's why I gave my, gave up my Superman title to him. And you know what? He works hard. He's a humble kid. He works hard. He doesn't just come and show up and expect people to say, oh, hey, I do this. I do that. I'm the next. Da-da-da-da. Nah, this kid actually works and he and he's earned it. He's earned my respect and he deserves it. So I'm giving it to him to answer all the critics questions. You're right. The kid was better than me at 24. Close quote. You know, I can't really argue against that. I 100% agree with O'Neal. Giannis as a basketball player is better at 24 than Shaq was at 24. But that's not the slight Shaq, though. And here's why it's not the slight Shaq. A lot of what a tender couple could do, Shaq could do. He may not have had the greatest shot in the world, but he could run the floor. He's done coast to coast. He had handles because I've seen him do crossovers. I'm talking about Shaquille now. But the game for him was better suited for him to be a bully in the blocks. It just was that. It was just that. That is where he ruled because nobody, and I mean nobody in the game, could do that better than Shaquille O'Neal. Now, I don't say that he's the most dominant player in NBA history. I do say he's the strongest. Will just dominate a whole lot more than Shaquille did, period. And you can argue me, argue that with me up and down. I got the stats to prove it. But O'Neal was not meant to be a versatile player like a Tetacompo is. Now, what makes John special is that he has the ability and he does get a chance. He does get a case to showcase it, but he's unafraid to be in the blocks 
to work down low as a big man, both on offense and on defense, as he displayed four blocks on Embiid when the Sixers played the Bucks. So, yeah, I do agree. As a better overall player, Giannis is better than Shaq. Yes. In terms of all-time great, Shaq is still one of the best big men we ever seen play. Attendacompo is not quite there. It definitely not at 24, and I don't think he'll be there because O'Neal just played a different game than Attendacompo does. Simple. Dateline Los Angeles. So in last week's going in, I talked about this with Lonzo Ball getting out of the Big Baller brand. Well, now he's suing one of the founders of Big Baller brand, Alan Foster, and he's doing so because he's recouping or is he seeking to do so, I should say. He's seeking to recoup more than $2 million from Foster because Ball claims that Foster, quote, conspired to embezzle millions of dollars and then divert those funds for his personal use, including to acquire assets in Ethiopia. Close quote. The lawsuit was filed, reportedly, to the Los Angeles County Superior Court this past week, but it hasn't been processed and uploaded to the court's online record system as of the middle of last week. I will say this once again. One of the best moves that Lonzo Ball will ever do in his career is that... To be independent from anything that his father's done, not because his father is a bad man, but because Lonzo has to forge his own identity as a man. Now, if reports are true also that LeVar has his hand in in agents for his son, I'm not liking that at all because it sort of means that the apron strings are cut completely off just yet. But this is the right move for Lonzo. He needs to distance himself as far away from as far as uh, he needs to distance himself as far away as possible from the business because he has to take care of his own and people will not look at him as one who is lavar ball's son they will look at him on his own terms and that is what lonzo needs to do because he's getting to the point in his career now where he's a man now and he has to do this so i hope he gets what he's seeking but i think even more so than money independence is where he is wanting to go. Dateline Detroit. Again. Quarterback Matthew Stafford. He's been a long-term fixture of the Lions. And unfortunately, some bad news has hit his family. His wife, Kelly, is reported to suffer several bouts of vertigo and is going brain surgery for it. They ran a test on her brain and showed that she had a benign tumor resting on her cranial nerves. And so she had to undergo surgery on the brain. Kelly had this to say about the whole surgery and, and procedure. Quote, All I heard was brain tumor and that they had to do surgery to take it out. So that is what we are going to do. And we believe we found the best doctor to do it. Close quote. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I came, I come boldly and humbly thanking you for healing. For your word says that by his stripes, we are all healed. Well, by the stripes of Jesus, Kelly is healed right now. Let the healing begin right now. In Jesus' name, amen. On the other side, we're going to talk about possibly the greatest shooter of all time. Hindered all this time? Oh, I'm about to go in! 
is going to receive the award for March 2019. Dope of the month. Welcome back, Cole Johnson. Cole Sports. Well, let me get my glasses on here for a second. Number thirty for the Warriors, the Golden State Warriors. Number one in the shooting aspect of, of the game, at least in my estimation and opinion, had to undergo something. What do I mean by that? I'll explain that further as I go Wardell Stephon Curry II, otherwise known as Steph. He's been shooting ridiculous jumpers for most of his NBA career. It has been routine that he has shot 35 and 40 footers in game, not the trick shots that he does pregame and shooting from the stands or shooting beyond half court, which he's done a few times in game, by the way. Stephon Curry's shooting has been absolutely unreal. We have seen others who have, who have been marksmen, who've done well. Uh, folks such as Ray Allen, folks such as Reggie Miller. You know, we, we've seen shooters, folks such as his father, Dell. We, we've seen shooters, long range shooters, Dale Ellis, another example, who just defied logic in terms of being so clutch from so far. Well, Curry turned that all into air when he decided to, <laughs> to make over 403 pointers in a season be a routine thing. And now he is about 600 or 500. I don't quite know the total. Three-pointers made in a career to be the all-time three-point maker. What will amaze you is that this past week, Stefan got contacts. Mm -hmm. Yes. The best shooter currently in the game had trouble seeing (laughs) his whole entire NBA career. And it's amazing how all of this came about. So Curry spoke with the Athletics, Marcus Thompson II, and he talked about correcting his vision. Quote, I started wearing contacts. No, I'm serious. Close quote. Well, it turns out that Curry has a condition called keratoconus. And what it does, it it causes distorted and blurred vision. Almost like astigmatism, but not quite. But that's a condition that he has. But thankfully, it is corrected by contacts. And he decided to get them after going through a slumping performance following the All-Star break. And since having the contacts placed in there, he's been good to go. And Curry has actually said that the contacts have entirely changed the whole game for him. (sighs) Just when you think this guy cannot amaze you any more than he has already. I mean, this is the guy who was 
this is the guy who holds four of the five most prolific three-point seasons in the history of the league. And the history of the league is 72 years long. He is the record holder with most prolific three-pointers made in the season with 402. And it's scary that his vision was blurry. And so I guess you're probably asking the question, well, why hasn't he gotten the vision corrected before now? Well, his vision must have probably been good enough. But over the course of time, as of course we all age, things worsen. Well, Curry's eyesight, as time went on, worsened. And despite battling that vision issue, he's gotten accustomed to squinting. (laughs) Now, that statement hits personally home to me because my wife clowns me on having squinty eyes. And it was a case of not wearing eyeglasses for most of my life. And so when I would get in cars or step outside, I would squint because the intense glare of the sun would mess my eyesight up. And so it's now to the point where I've gotten so accustomed to squinting, it's harder for me to open my eyes wider. And yes, I have gotten shades and sunglasses as I've gotten older. (laughs) But I could totally understand manipulating your vision so you could see better. It's just amazing to me that here's this guy who is not the athletic marvel that others are. But he does have he does have game. He only stands six foot three. He weighs less than two hundred pounds. His his scouting report was scathing before he got drafted by the Warriors ten years ago. But the one thing that he had is the one thing he still has now, and he's perfected and mastered really shooting. And it's to the point now where his presence, even though he's gotten better in the assist game because he's now toned down shooting as much. Even though he still shoots and he's lethal, he tones it down a little more and he actually dishes more. And I also think it's in larger part to probably a little more of a diminished role than usual of one Draymond Green too, who was their best assist guy on the team. The threat of his range is what makes the Warriors dangerous altogether. And people debate this even now that Durant is the best player in the team, which he is. Curry, though, is the most valuable. Reason being is because he has the range of he can routinely make 35 foot three pointers. That you can do all sorts of things underneath it all. You can run picks. You can run backdoor cuts. You can fake a shot and pass it down low. I mean, you could do so many other things. You can play inside out. You can play triangle if you want. But you have a lot of motion. And the motion is what makes the offense of the Warriors difficult to stop. Well, imagine this guy doing all this with impaired vision. And that's the amazing part. So as he gears up for the playoffs this year and the Warriors now possess the number one seed in the West and will go in as the number one seed throughout the West in the playoffs. His eyesight was bad, but he was still sinking three pointers like it was going out of style and he was still hitting jumpers like it was comfortable to him. And if you were to see clips of him shooting in the gym, you would also note that he would have this muscle memory of shooting the ball. I mean, he would shoot it and it'll go in and he'll have the same motion. The ball will be going in the same way. And you'd almost think it's one of those loops that gets sliced and cut. But no, that's him practicing. Stephon Curry, I will say this again, is the greatest shooter I have ever witnessed in NBA history. The only guy I have seen close to him in terms of shot, in terms of wetness of shot, in terms of mentality and wetness of shot would be one Mahmoud al would be one Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf. That's the only one that I've seen that comes close to him. But what makes Curry so special is that he, with regularity, can sink 30 and 35-footers. I'm sure that Abdul-Raouf probably could, but he didn't really have to. And, and, And people could argue that Curry didn't really have to either. However, I tend to disagree. In order to make the engine that the 
in order to make the engine that could run run effectively in the Bay Area, that shot has to be wet from far off. And of course, it helps that you have another marksman in Thompson, and it helps that you have another marksman in Durant, and it helps that you have others who could shoot threes too. And it also helps you have unselfish players who could pass up a three if a better shot is there. But the straw which stirs the Golden State Warriors drink was stirring said drink, and he couldn't see in front of him. Makes it makes his story even more remarkable when you think about it. But I'm glad you got your vision corrected though, Steph. Even though if it might mean that it might be worse for the other 2019s because you actually having better vision. That's not good for the league. That's not good for the association. When I come back, the adult of the week. That's next. You've tuned into the classiest sports show on the planet. Cold Sports! From the vault, a look back at a key moment in sports history. April 5th, 1984. The man known as the captain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, was on his on his quest to become the most prolific scorer in NBA history. Where well, he posted in his normal position in the low blocks to the right of the goal when Magic gave him when Magic passed him into history Chick Hearn do the honors Magic Magic. says to Kareem come on down here big fella put in a chair the crowd stands for Kareem to get the ball everybody's waving their arms it's in to Kareem Kareem swing left right hand 12 footer good Pictures tell the words. They love their captain. They love their leader. And suffice to say, ladies and gentlemen, the new king of scoring has ascended his throne. That was the legendary Chick Hearn, the late Chick Hearn, on the call. And not only did Kareem pass Wilt on the all-time scores list with that shot, he did so with his trademark skyhook to boot. And not only that, he shot it over one of the best center defenders in all of NBA history in Mark Eaton. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar becomes the all-time leading scorer in NBA history on this date in 1984. From the Vault, brought to you by Cole Sports.
Johnson here. by nobody but we're still going to give it to you straight with no chaser the winner of this episode's dota of the week is cincinnati bingo's running back mark walton now i know you're saying who That's right, admit it, VIP. I said it too. Well, the 21-year-old lad decided to surrender to the North Miami-Dade police this week to face felony charges carrying a concealed weapon, marijuana possession, and reckless driving. Now, you're probably saying, well, that's not what, that's not a reason to put him in this list. Okay, you're right. That alone isn't because, I mean, I had thought of other people to put here. Mike McCarthy being one and being sour-graped and not accepted the fact that his team, the Packers, just mailed it in and they just weren't listening to him. But that's besides the point, And that is off the subject. I digress. Back in February, Walton was charged with a misdemeanor battery charge for his involvement in a scuffle stemming from an argument with a neighbor. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. That's not it. He was also arrested and charged with misdemeanor marijuana possession and was arrested in January. So let's do the math, shall we? An arrest in January, an arrest in February, and an arrest in April. <laughs> this man, in just a little more than three months, has been arrested three times in 2019. And it what makes it worse. One of those arrests, Walton was shot by police taser. B- but then again, then again, should it surprise you that it's a bingle that's in trouble, that's in legal trouble? That's in law enforcement trouble. Does it even surprise you considering that under the rule of Marvin Lewis, you had these these players who just simply ran afoul of the law like he was going out of style, like they were sneezing. And this guy three times since New Year's Day. Really? 2019 is only three months old and you have gotten arrested three times. What are you doing, son, besides blazing up and smoking your life away? And then this is what I don't get. So along with battery, along with marijuana, one of those arrests that Walton suffered, the officer searched the car and they found not only marijuana, but they found a nine millimeter carbon rifle with several fully loaded clips. All right. <clears throat> what purpose do you have with a gun? I mean, you're to the point now where you can protect yourself. You're in the league now. I'm not saying that you're making millions of dollars a year, but I'm sure you're well off and I'm sure you can do something like, oh, I don't know, hire security to help you. But I guess that's far out your purview, right, Mark? You know, you you feel as though you have to keep it real. Well, I guess the law is keeping it realer with you. Here's the deal, son. Straight and to the point. You are in a league where you do this stuff. You could be out of it as fast as you're in it. This is not what you're supposed to do. This is not how you're supposed to act. This isn't the way to go. And you're only 21. Now, I'm not going to make it about the fact that you're from the U or for those VIP that you don't understand what that means. It means that he came from the University of Miami. 
you're from the U. I could make it that, but it's not because I know many who are from the U and really are upstanding citizens. They may have slipped a time or two, and I'll take this time to shout out Michael Irvin. Prayers to you, my friend. That cancer's not going to beat you. You're going to beat it. You, sir, are bringing down the value of the you because you have barely you have barely grown into your professional career, and this has happened. Son, son, you got to do better than this, son. Come on, son, better than this. There is no need, nor reason, nor rationale for you to blaze up so much to be in scuffles and to carry weapons unless you unless you're dealing on the side i don't get why you're doing this man get your career straight before it ends and it hasn't even started unless you want to be like david irving now god bless him hey if he wants to smoke fine but if you're going to be at a place where you know marijuana is not accepted on the job why smoke it i do want you to take this time one of these days look at your life Honestly, earnestly look at it and just note it for the possibility it can have and not ruin it any longer. You're just beginning life as a young man. Don't ruin it so fast, man. Come on. Don't 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 go on this road. Three times arrested in 2019. Three times in a 12 month span is bad enough. Three times in more than three. Dude, you got a target on your back. Take that target off your back. Act as though you got some sense, man. And be the man that I know you can be, not the stereotypical man that the world wants you to be. Because right now, that's what you're being. I don't want that for you. Put down those ways, son. Be the man that I know you're supposed to be. When I return, the hustle has gotten just a little more somber. Upon further review, is next. to you right and exact coming to you with the strength (laughs) of three fools oh yeah which one of the three fools is gonna be the ultimate fool in this quarter we'll find out later this week Cold Sports presents to you the first of 2019. Don't of the quota. of Cold Sports, we're going to talk about the winner of the NCAA Tournament 2019 style. Who will it be? Virginia or Texas Tech? 
We're going to swim a little bit into the Stanley Cup playoffs realm. We're going to touch a little bit, of course, on the NBA playoffs. We're also going to talk about the Masters. All three events begin this coming week. Big week for sports. No question about that. And later this month, Cold Sports will present April's That Was Then. Oh, I think you're going to love this. How about this one for an event? Hitman Hearns in one corner. Marvelous Marvin Hagelin the other. The fight that was exciting from the first swing of a glove. Eight minutes of fury. That is April's. That was then. And thank you so much for supporting me on Patreon. You all have been wonderful. And if you want to support that, you just go to patreon.com forward slash cold sports with a Z. And there's many tiers and many treats for you. And there's so much bonus content that's in front of you. You'd be amazed at what is before you. For now, I, I got to be honest with you. This one was in coming up with what I was going to put forth this week in content. This was the hardest to find the right words to say. I knew the, the content in which to display it, but man, it's just, it's difficult as it always is the case with, with death. It's hard to put into words. So I'll apologize in advance if I don't properly do it justice, but I got to do it because I got to put Mr. Nipsey Hussle in upon further review. Joseph Ashkenazi. By name alone, you wouldn't know who I'm talking about. By moniker and stage name, you will. This is the hip hop artist slash activist slash community activist, Nipsey Hussle. And this past week, he was gunned down in front of his store, the Marathon Clothing. In cold blood. He was only, he, he was a young man and he didn't deserve this fate. Now, you're probably saying to me, uh, Cole, uh, did he play any ball? No. Uh, did he own a team? No. And then why are you talking about him? Well, I'm talking about Nipsey because the NBA loved this man. And when I mean by loved, I mean love. If you want to know how much they love this guy, look at the performance against the Lakers in Oklahoma City that Russell Westbrook made. 20 points. 20 rebounds, 21 assists. And he actually said at the end of the game, the 2020-20, you know what that means, Holmes. And what he meant by that is, of course, if you were to add all that up, it's actually 61. But if you were to add up 20 and 20 and 20, it would be 60. And he belonged in a neighborhood Crips gang called the Rolling 60s. So that was in dedication to him. And the story goes that Nipsey saw a need for the neighborhood to be galvanized to have money be poured back in to not go out and do the business stuff that you normally would do but to actually have the example of a businessman do a legit business in the neighborhood to not only give the neighborhood of Compton, California the boost of someone doing good but also the boost of someone in our own neighborhood is doing good and is still here he still lives here he operates here he does business here well on March 31st that hope took a dip for the worst. The outpouring of Nipsey Hussle, it, it, it just goes beyond. LeBron James, he posted an Instagram pic of him, and he had this caption. Quote, 
just spoke with you the other day on text bro telling you how proud i was of you and how i was gonna get you more Laker games next year been a stand-up dude from day one may you rest in paradise young king this one hurts big time close quote and nipsey was a noted lakers fan in fact in the brawl that took place at the beginning of the nba season this year between uh, chris paul and rajan rondo you would see nipsey hustle in the magic johnson purple and gold actually gold and purple uni stand up and wanted some action he didn't swing but he just was he, he was just like a concerned fan and didn't want things to escalate and just wanted things to calm down it was good to see him in that it was good to see him in that element enjoying himself and he did often and not just with Lakers, uh, Lakers uh, players. As you already heard with Russell Westbrook, he does play for OKC, but he's a Los Angeles native, and he's done many things with Nipsey over the years. The Warriors' Stephon Curry had also this to say, too, being seen visibly upset with the news of Hustle's passing. Quote, yeah, that was tough. Obviously a surprise to a lot of people. I got to know him last year and I had a great conversation about who he was as a person, what he stood for, what his message was, how he tried to inspire people considering where he grew up and how he turned it into something extremely powerful and represented an entire city. So definitely a sad, sad, tragic event. Close quote. He also sent prayers to his girlfriend and the mother of his child, Lauren London, and the message of saying strong and con and condemning senseless violence. The Clippers also dedicated a whole uniform and locker to him. You can see that on Instagram as well. Of course, the Lakers made a dedication to him on Instagram as well. And it just it just came. The Wizards, Bradley, the Wizards Bradley Beal tweeting, quote, Nip was serving a higher purpose. I'm real hurt by this. Close quote. The former Spur and now Raptor, Danny Green, quote, Man, this is a tough one for the culture. It's crazy how someone you never even met face to face can have such an effect on you and your community. Prayers and condolences go out to his closest friends and family. Hashtag R.I.P. Nipsey. Close quote. The Cavaliers, Tristan Thompson. Quote, R.I.P. Nipsey Hustle. Three tear emojis. Real one that always showed me love every time we ran into each other. Rest in peace, legend. Close quote. The Rockets, Clint Capella with this tweet quote r.i.p at nipsey hustle your music and message will live on forever two praying hand emojis close quote and of course the aforementioned russell westbrook he tweeted quote you're one of one bro rest up king two praying hand emojis close quote the jazz rudy gobert quote do too much good try to bring people together and they will take you down r.i.p at nipsey hustle three sad emojis Three, three sad face emojis. Close quote. I mean, the, the outpouring from the NBA just went on and on. So it just goes to show that you don't have to be a player to have an impact on the sports world. And the reason why I think Nipsey resonated with so many NBA players is that, well, the culture is the NBA is roughly with players 80% black. And that's not a misnomer. That's not a that's not an exaggeration. The, the league is 80% black in, in players. And most of them have come from similar neighborhoods such as Compton, similar situations such as Nipsey, probably got caught up in similar ways as Nipsey did and had the vow of changing the neighborhood in which they lived in and the environment in which they came up like he did. And I've heard this from ESPN's Michael Smith, where he talked about how athletes like 
athletes long to be entertainers or rappers or singers and athletes and singers and entertainers long to be athletes and i think that's the that's what you saw here you know you i think you saw many players live vicariously through nipsey in his activism and the activism that he did was admirable the business that he created he actually would hire ex it's it's hard to say ex-convicts because it's it's cold to say that but he he would he would literally hire guys who were in prison where no one else would give him a shot he would his business would and he did that in his own neighborhood that's huge that's big i can hear my father many times during my life say well why why don't entertainers why don't athletes who make these big big dollars go back to the neighborhood and build it up because it could be better and unfortunately now i can actually say to my father you see what happened to this brother here this brother whose first name means god will shine he got gunned down in in front of his store and he he had enough to where he didn't have to live where he he's living where he didn't have to put a storefront where he put the storefront and this is the very reason very reason why people don't want to come back because the mentality is so cancerous it's so poisonous it's so evil that we don't see a brother or a sister rise up from the neighborhood come back and pour back into it we don't see that no what we see is somebody who affronted us somebody who offended us somebody who somebody who insulted our manhood or womanhood somebody who needs to go because his presence is infiltrating on my comfort that's why you don't see many many affluent people come back to the hood because they fear for their lives and i'm sure nipsey probably i won't say feared for his life but i'm sure he had a lot of concerns for it but because of the good that he poured into the community you would think that would be null and void you know where you have street code where there's safe spaces and that you don't bring that drama into a certain spot and i thought that was what the marathon clothing company was you know, I thought that was like one of those safe zones where it's like whatever drama that's on the street, we don't bring that into we don't bring it to his shop. We don't bring that to his parking spot and we don't bring it to that corner of Slauson and Crenshaw. We don't bring that energy there. Players grew up in that. Now they're making their millions and they want to pour it back, but they get they get that advice. Don't go back there. That element will pull you back down. It will suck you back down. And Nipsey was strong enough to where that element didn't suck him back down. That's what made him so special. The elements didn't suck him down. He he rose in spite of it. Unfortunately, with toxic masculinity winning again, a bright life gets snuffed before it can really shine and prosper. Nipsey, your father and mother were right in naming you Hermaeus. Because my friend, because of you and what you put on this earth in your short time on God most indeed and most definitely will shine in no small part because of you. Prayers to Lauren, prayers to his sons. Prayers to his family and prayers to a neighborhood that has lost a brother, both in Compton and all around the world. Hermias Joseph Ashkadam, activist, Angelino, hip-hop artist, entrepreneur, a.k.a. Nipsey Hussle, dead at the age of 33. If you happen to like this episode or any episode that you have heard thus far, the subscribe button is waiting for you to click. 
Come on now, click that button and subscribe to Cole Sports with a Z dot com. Now, for all that we provide for you, if you want to get the exclusive content that only Cole Sports provides, you want to say it with your chest, you want to reach us by email, you want this voice to represent your brand in commercials or voiceovers, you want to join that private Facebook group that I have, the VIP room. You want to hear the guest appearances that this brand has represented on, or if you have any healing that you need from heartbreak and loss, or if you want to hear interviews that I have conducted, you can find all of that on the homepage of ColdSportsWithAZ.com. That's ColdSportsWithAZ.com. You can find all of that and the social media handles on ColdSportsWithAZ.com. And I only ask for three simple things, just three. Love your neighbor as yourself, especially today, along with loving yourself with your whole heart, mind, and spirit. Tell a friend to tell a friend about this particular program and enjoy the content. For the Intelligent Sportsman, I am Cole Johnson, and this is... You've been listening to Cole Sports with Cole Johnson.